I've got a question for you. Do you feel like you're forever on a roller coaster? One minute, everything's going great. You ate salad for lunch every day. You did four workouts last week. You felt invincible. But then life got busy and you end up feeling stuck and frustrated that you've let it all go and that you've wasted all of the hard work. It's classic stuff. It's a story that I hear repeated over and over again. In fact, I know to be worried when one of my clients reports back telling me excitedly how they've done tons of workouts, they've been really good with food, because I know that they're simply being carried along by that initial enthusiasm. And that can so often be followed by the crash when they realise they maybe can't quite keep up the pace. It's the reason that if a brand new client tells me they'll work out five times a week, I will persuade them to start with two. It is so much easier to add than it is to take away. And I've watched far too many people crash and burn and end up back at square one again. And of course, it's not just in fitness that we do this to ourselves, is it? It's in all sorts of areas of our lives. So today, I'm going to bring you three top tips for building the success mindset and making sure there's no more roller coaster, but instead a slightly smoother and more rewarding ride. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life, improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at Alex Chickfit. Welcome back. I hope that whatever you are doing, you are having a most wonderful week. This is episode 20 already. And if you have been with me from the start, then I really hope that I've kept up my end of the bargain. I've kept delivering quality content that is helping you to navigate your way to better health, fitness and mindset. If you're new, welcome. A huge welcome, in fact. My aim with this podcast is for it to be a bit of a safe space. I think we are surrounded by so many images these days that we all desperately trying to live up to. And we're trying to marry that up with a busy and stressful life. And it often means that we end up feeling like we are failing. But I'm here to tell you that you are not. It's actually the culture that's been created around the diet and fitness industry that has failed you. And that's why I'm really dead set on helping women to change that narrative and to see that there is a kinder, more mindful, more rewarding way to engage with exercise and nutrition and well-being practices that are going to make us feel better about ourselves rather than worse. And really, that's what today's episode is all about. So, you know, when it comes to mindset, rather than chucking some advice at you to go hard or go home and hoping it sticks, this is really about building that success mindset in a slightly kinder way. So these are the often the little things that often get missed out, but which I think are really, really vital for that long-term success. And when I talk about that, that's not necessarily just with fitness and wellness. Actually, this covers all areas of our lives as well. You know, we need to stop thinking that we're just going to miraculously wake up in the morning and become a changed woman just because we've decided that today is the day we're going to start our diet or whatever it is. 
this is about putting that little bit of work in up front, which is going to actually help you to change and move closer to where you want to be. I think that the diet and the fitness industry has done a really good number on us, making us think that all we need is the right diet or the right workout regime. Whereas actually there's work that goes on behind that and before that, which is so, so, so important to making it actually a part of our lives. And one of the reasons I'm really excited about today's episode is because I think it can touch so many areas of my life, of our lives. And it's something that I've been working on myself for a really long time now. And I can definitely say that certainly in years gone by, I've depended way too much on just working hard and knuckling down and using a bit of willpower and hoping that that's going to get me where I want to go. And actually, for me, the more I've opened myself up to the idea of mindset work and creating that success mindset, the easier it has started to feel. Now, before we go any further, I am going to say I'm not pretending to be a guru on this in all areas of life, but for sure, I do know my stuff when it comes to fitness and creating a long lasting routine, partly because I've used this stuff on myself for years, and partly because I've seen how working on that success mindset has really helped so many of my clients to change their attitudes and to finally step off that roller coaster. So here goes. I've got three top tips for you. Number one is something that some of you will have heard me talk about before. It will not be unknown to you. And that is to know your why. What does that mean? It means knowing the reasons that you're doing the things that you're doing. So, you know, when we talk about setting goals, for example, I prefer to think about it as knowing your why. And what the difference between those two things really is that when you know your why, it's about getting a lot deeper into it. Rather than, you know, for example, a lot of people will come to me saying, I want to lose weight or I want to tone up. So that's the kind of surface stuff. That is the stuff that we think we want. But the thing that we actually want is usually a deeper feeling. It's an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a, a sense of that achievement that we really, really, really want. So when I'm talking about knowing your why, I want to go a little bit deeper and a little bit under the surface. And I want you to think about how you want to show up in the world or how you want to feel about yourself and about your life or the things that are really important to you. Because I think that when you start to understand that, it can really change the course of what you do for yourself and actually how you approach it as well. So for example, instead of saying, I want to lose weight, which is kind of our, our surface goal, our why might be to feel more confident. And when you do that, it just starts to open up possibilities and gives you so many more avenues to work on. So if your only goal is lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, then we have got very narrow possibilities for doing that. And we are setting all our store and all our sort of future happiness and confidence on losing that weight. So then if we don't, or if we don't get exactly where we wanted to go, we're going to be a bit gutted, aren't we, that we haven't got there. However, if we talk about, I want to feel more confident, then losing weight could be a part of that. But there are also other possibilities. It might lead you to read more on the subject, read certain books about body confidence. It might lead you to try things like meditation and visualization that are going to make you feel more comfortable and more happy with you and where you are right now. You might try hypnotherapy. You might become more mindful about the things that you say to yourself. You might look at your nutrition and think about how you're going to feed yourself better to give yourself confidence that you're looking after yourself. You might think about lifting weights. 
because you know that you're going to feel more confident when you are lifting more. And so all of those things start to become independent of whether or not you lose weight. So you've got loads and loads of other things that you can start to judge your success on. But also, it means that you really are getting to the nub of what it is that you want, which is that confidence. Like I always say to everybody, nobody wants to lose weight for the sake of losing weight. They want to lose weight because they want to feel more confident. And that goes to so many other things as well. So many things in life that we say we want actually boil down to we want to feel more confident. We want to feel happier with ourselves and within ourselves. And so I think that when we can boil it down, when we can get down deep into it and we can understand our true why and not just that surface goal, it can open up possibilities and it can bring new things to your life rather than you just staying on that never ending quest for one narrow, small thing that when it comes to weight loss, let's face it, is usually making us feel a bit miserable. Right. Number two be prepared to do hard things. Now, you are going to think that when I say that, that this goes counter to what I said at the start, but I don't think it actually does. Because what I'm really saying here is be prepared to get a bit uncomfortable. Be prepared to let certain things go. Be prepared that there are going to be some days where you're not going to want to do the work, but that that is okay. I think, again, you know, we've all been persuaded that there are simple and easy ways and we can trick ourselves into doing the things that we need to do. And so when it's hard, when it feels like it's not easy anymore, then we react against it and we don't want to do it anymore. And we decide that it's too hard and we're going to stop. But I think that when you are prepared to tackle hard things sometimes and to do things that maybe you don't always want to do, then you're going to get that much further. So let's go back to our example of, you know, we've tuned into feeling that feeling more confident is our why, is the reason that we're doing what we're doing. So maybe one of the things that you're going to have to do is learn to let go of the body ideal. So we've all got this ideal body in mind, and maybe we need to come to terms with the fact that that is not something that might ever happen for us and be okay that that could be our reality. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I think sometimes we need to learn to let go of that. So one of those hard things that you don't want to do is let go of the body ideal, but is something you maybe have to do if you want to feel more confident in yourself. Maybe there are some days when you're going to have to sack off doing another job to do a workout. Maybe you're going to have to learn to prioritize that in your life if you know that it's really important to you. And what I want to say here is that this is not about a no excuses approach, but rather an approach that says it's not always going to be as easy as they tell you. You know, change is hard and that's okay. That's where we're going to build strength. That's where we're going to build resilience. That's where we're going to make ourselves successful in the future, but always do it in a way that's kind. So no beating ourselves up just that recognition that some days we're going to have to do hard things and some days it's going to be easier than others and some days it's going to be harder than others. Let's stop pretending that, you know, this journey to self-improvement and to hitting our goals is going to be easy and that there are easy ways around it. You know, there are sometimes, but sometimes there aren't. So that's number two, be prepared to do hard things. And then the last and final one is to be flexible. So we've got to stop kidding ourselves as well that success happens in a straight line. We expect to start our workout regime and we do four times a week and we do four times a week every single week for the rest of our lives. It doesn't happen like that. Even for me, it doesn't happen like that. We've got to understand that we need to be flexible. We've got to understand that some weeks will do more, some weeks will do less. Some weeks will be great weeks, some weeks will be not so great weeks. And we've also got to be prepared to make change, to adapt, 
to change according to circumstances and to change course if we realize that we need to try and do different things. A lot of us get stuck in a rut doing the same thing over and over and over again. We keep going back to the diet and going back to the diet and going back to the diet and hoping for a different result. But when we can be flexible, we can start to be honest with ourselves. We can start to take a look from the outside and think, hang on a minute, I keep doing the same thing. It's not working for me. Maybe by being inflexible and not allowing myself to change and not believing that there's another alternative out there for me, I'm actually, you know, doing myself a disservice. So is that thing you're doing working for you? If not, why not? What could we change next time? How can we approach the problem differently? How can we keep trying over and over again as well, you know, to keep getting that little bit closer to the solution? It's going to have its ups and downs. When you're making change, when you're trying to create new habits, when you're trying to add things into your life, it's going to have its ups and downs. Some weeks you're going to be totally on it, others not so much. And when you're flexible, it also means that the off weeks don't become a sign to give up. They don't become a sign that we failed. They become a sign that we need to slow down or that life has just happened and that's okay or that we maybe need to adjust, we need to be flexible and make a few little changes and a few little tweaks to make sure that we keep going. So that's number three, be flexible, be ready to change, like have your eyes on the prize, but be ready to change your approach and change how you get there, depending on what you discover along the way. So what do you think? Could some of this help you to build your success mindset? Obviously, there is so, so much more that I could say on this subject. It is huge. It is vast. You know, I work endlessly on my mindset. There are so many things that you can do. But I think that those are sort of three of the basics, I guess, that I learned to add over the years or that I've learned to be mindful of over the years. If you want to do some more reading on this subject, I've recently read a couple of really, really good books, which are about how to build habits successfully. The first one is Atomic Habits by James Clear. The second one is Stop Saying You're Fine by Mel Robbins. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes as well so you can find those. But they are highly recommended. If that's kind of got your juices flowing and got you thinking, gosh, actually, maybe I could start to approach things slightly differently, then they're going to really, really help you to kind of find your way through that. I suppose. So do have a look for those books. But I hope I've given you a couple of areas to think about, some bits to implement, some things to think about along the way. And as always, I would absolutely love to hear what you think. In the meantime, don't forget to rate the podcast. Don't forget to review the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Till next time, have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.